ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want. Who are we to judge? Thanks to New Zealand On Air. I've been in counselling for over three years, working on many different things, especially dealing with how life isn't black and white, that plans aren't going to work all the time, that things can change and it won't be the end of the world. I'm not sure what else to do. I think maybe I'm on the autism spectrum a little more than some people because apparently everyone is. Wouldn't it be worth pursuing this wonder? Is there like medication or something that might help it in the end if it, if it does end up being true? Because honestly, it just keeps ruining my days. I break down at the smallest changes and it just doesn't work. Coping skills so far haven't worked and I don't know what else to do. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> From this message, I'd say it's pretty evident you have been going to counselling because you seem really self-aware. Like that list of stuff yeah. at the beginning is quite an impressive list. And, and um, I'd say, you know, you're on the right track because you're getting help and you've been getting help for three years. You know, often in life, there um, we're not running towards a finish line, maybe the kind of the ultimate finishing line. But, but sometimes we think that um, we're going to be, we're going to somehow arrive at some kind of perfect place, a fully kind of whole, fully healed, fully secure, fully something. But actually life is struggle. And um, once you've overcome something, then it's about kind of getting back on the bandwagon and facing more, facing more issues. So as you keep walking through life like that, keep being honest with yourself about the things you're struggling with, keep asking for help, you will become a, a, a healthier and healthier, more secure a more functional person. Um, in regards to autism, it's not something where we can really diagnose over the radio. Yeah. But Suzanne, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important that you have conversations with the right people. And your question, you're right, you know, what Dave was saying, it sounds like you are really enlightened about what's going on yeah. for you. And that can be really fr fruitful, but also that can be difficult because the more you're aware of what's happening for you, the more of you you're aware of the trickinesses. Good point. So keep having those conversations with your counsellor. If you feel like that you're getting distressed or finding it difficult to cope with things and that the practices that you've got in place aren't working for you, have a conversation with your counsellor about that because I've got a funny feeling that that's normal and that's part yeah. of this kind of shoring yourself up, learning more skills, practising them and the only way we practise these self-management skills is by going, that didn't quite work so well, what do I need to do to hone my skills, how do I get stronger in that area? So good on you. And have those conversations with your counsellor. Have those conversations maybe with your GP. What I do know for sure is that autism spectrum disorder does not have a tablet that's going to fix it. Mm -hmm. It's part of the uniqueness of the individual human being and what we bring to the world. And it's how you manage that to have a fulfilled and joyous life in the way you want to. ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want. At school I have two different groups of friends that I go between and they kind of don't like each other very much. When I hang out with one group, the other gets sad and vice versa. But I also have heaps of schoolwork I have to do and I want to do it in the lunch breaks. But I also feel like I need to hang out with my friends. Please help. Man, I I can't even tell you how relatable it is for so many people about having two groups of friends that don't get along with each other. I like 
I, I can't even tell you how relatable that is. I actually feel like I've heard that from hundreds and hundreds Hang of people. Hang on a second. People. When I was at school, I struggled to just make friends. Are you saying that you had too many <laughs> friends? Is that what you're saying? Hey, what can I say? Like, <laughs> who wouldn't want to be friends with this? <laughs> I did a lot of work on my self-confidence, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Very confident. Um, I, so I totally, my heart goes out to you because that that's not fun. It's not fun to be caught in the middle between two groups of friends. I, um, I guess I kind of am... I'm curious about like why don't they get along because sometimes I know from my own experience is that I um, sometimes when you're caught in the middle you actually have a really cool opportunity to bring the two groups together and I don't know whether you want to have like one big massive group um, but you know maybe that's maybe you haven't even considered that which could be kind of cool you could be like a matchmaker you could start like getting that friend to hang out with that friend and just kind of like divide and conquer that group of friends, combine <laughs> I, them. I, I'm seeing like chaos occurring. Somewhere. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, but, but at the end of the day, reality is not everyone is always going to get along. Um, what I think for you is the important thing is like social dynamics in a school kind of setting um, they're not actually the thing that lasts beyond high school because social dynamics changes. Even like with at the end of the year when classes get kind of yeah, shaken true. up and yeah. rattled around, um, social dynamics are always going to be changing. But what's important for you, who's caught in the middle, is having like one or two really close friends who can journey with you through this, who are aware of what's going on and that you can talk to about the things that are going on for you. And yeah. friendships... Take, so would you like to go no, first? No, you go. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I was just going to say friendships take time as well. Yeah. So investing in a few friendships over a few years, um, you know, it's going to take it's going to take weeks, it's going to take months. It's having shared experiences. It's lots of chats. It's having sad times together, good times together. So it just does take a few years. Yeah, and it is really tricky because one of the really important things that we do when we're at school is learning about our relationships and how it's all going to pan out. True. It's it's it is kind of a bit of a a trip on how that's going to be, and you might be that eclectic person that has different clusters of friends that look different all the way through your life and that just might be who you are and it's how you manage that yourself. One of the other things you'd mentioned is about you know managing your schoolwork and getting that done and sometimes it's hard when you're prioritising something that's different mm. from your friends that's true. and they may see that as a rejection but it's not. It's one of those really important things that we're going to learn in life and some of us take forever that actually it's okay to prioritise what you want to do. And if you're wanting to prioritise your schoolwork, that's an, that's an okay thing to do. It's not a rejection of others. It's just that you're prioritising something else at that moment. ZM Sealed Section. Hiya, I am depressed a lot of the time and I haven't told my mum and dad yet. I don't know if I should. I also have been self-harming. Please help. Man, that sounds so tough. I um, I love that you have that you've told someone that you've contacted us that you've said, "Hey, I feel like I'm depressed a lot of the time. I'm not sure if I should tell my parents." That's it, it's cool. I'm so glad. Good on you for reaching out for help. Um, it kind of sounds to me like maybe you want to tell your parents. Um, the fact that you're kind of saying, "I'm not sure if I mm. should." And um, man, I've I've been a youth worker for for years now, and I am always encouraging of people to talk to their parents mm. about stuff. Sometimes we feel quite distant from our parents, but um, they actually know you better than probably most other people on the planet. Um, they might not be the most well-resourced or the b- best-equipped people 
to help you like practically in terms of like who to talk to or um or the best advice but man if you want people to care about you they are, are top of the list i'm not a parent myself but i i know i mean david you can probably talk to oh, like yeah. what it's like to just mm. care so much about someone that literally nothing they can tell you would ever throw you off yeah, right absolutely yeah and every parent if they if you know if their children are in, in, in pain and they're struggling they would they would want to know so they can help you so absolutely recommend that as your first port of call if yeah, you feel harder. safe to do that yeah. and and just the um and and even if you do choose not to tell your parents which i which i i reckon give it a go what do you have to lose um it's so so important that you do find someone that you can talk to um i don't know if you have talked to anyone before if you've talked to a counselor or if you've talked to your gp um both great places to start if you're in school maybe a school counselor um if there's a youth worker that you can get alongside you to go with you to go and see a counselor um it's so important that you find someone who's that you feel safe talking to Mm. yeah and i think um it's great that you've actually made the effort to contact us tonight and I think that's really good and mm. if you feel that your parents are the right people to talk to do have a do 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 that and I would say maybe even do that tonight and you talked about doing some self-harming and that's one of those situations where you do need to act and I'm really really pleased that you've started that process by kind of trialing it I imagine by doing it anonymously with us and maybe now's the time to take another step. Some people will harm themselves in some way as a means of um, reducing some emotional pain by creating some physical pain. It's not okay. And it's one of those things that we just really think that it's really important for you to reach out and have some contact with somebody face to face and see what else can be done to support you. So that you can text or call one seven three seven to have sort of a little bit of a kind of a corridor with someone so that you can work out how you're going to take some next steps. But I would like you to do that tonight. Mm. Yeah. And they do have trained professionals twenty four seven. So if you want, if you if you're listening to this now and you're like, I need you know half an hour to to think it over and sort of find out what you've got to say, then they're going to be there all night long. So just pick up the phone, call them, or text nine, uh, sorry, 1737 is that number. ZM Sealed Section. Hi, guys. I'm in a situation where a girl I work with, who I slept with, has now made things quite personal in the office. In the beginning, we agreed that it was just fun, and she used to be quite sexually attractive, a quite sexually attractive girl with many different guys whose emotions she would play with. Anyway, right now I feel like resigning because of her behaviour and lack of keeping things personal. It's really, really tricky when you have that sort of situation going on in the office. And not always, but a reasonable amount of the time that things that um, you think you were going to just keep fun can sometimes become more personal, particularly when you see each other a lot in work and it can kind of change people's perspective on what they're going to, thought they were going to do and it can get very tricky. I would recommend having a word with her and start that way just by saying hey look what's going on can we can we sort this out have I done anything is there a way we can sort this out to kind of go back to some more neutral territory Um, and other than that it might be useful to go to EAP or an employee assistance program most workplaces have counsellors attached and that's confidential and you can go that way I wouldn't resign I would try and do a couple of other things first by maybe having a conversation with her, um, having a conversation with a counsellor, try and work out how you're going to manage that and then maybe going to 
um, HR. Yeah, if if um, if you feel like that's a necessary step. The other thing I'd say is that uh, sex is a really, really intimate thing. And as much as we would like to have all the pleasures of sexual intercourse without any of the uh, emotional, spiritual attachment, the reality is it's there. It's a full-on way of connecting with someone. It is fun, but it also brings with a lot of expectation and a lot of vulnerability. And so um, age-old wisdom would say that get to know someone well. Uh, you know, Sex is best in a relationship where there's a level of commitment, where there's a level of trust where you're kind of um, actually willing to uh, you know commit to this person and explore a relationship outside of that particularly with somebody who you're working with every day or 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 in a group of friends it actually um, I'd say probably it's it's a really quick way of creating some tension and possibly losing a friendship so just um, you know sometimes things happen and um, and that's okay but also it's it's worth trying to learn from that and making sure that you just keep yourself safe particularly when it comes to something like sex yeah and at the end of the day, if you're enjoying your job, you do not want to resign from something that you enjoy because of this. So definitely go and talk to EAP um, and they will hopefully lead you in the right direction. ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want.